Welcome, everybody. Hello. I hope I have a voice today. <laughs> this is Eileen Grimes, and I am the host of the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me today is my usually wonderful and terrific and fabulous Mr. Doug Johnston. There should have been another adjective I there. know. I couldn't come up with one. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Any time. And can definitely tell that Mercury's are driving in. You know, I was just telling you while we were talking in the break room that um, I was writing my scopes this week for the website, this website, uh, KKNW website, and I was wondering how it was going to go. I wasn't sure because Mercury, you know, retrograde and Pisces conjoined. Neptune is like, okay, I could start anywhere and end up somewhere else and not even know I got there. But it was good. It was uh-huh. actually kind of, you know, um, it was more metaphysical, uh, a little bit more metaphorical type of thing. It was really interesting. So it was picture, painting a picture. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, it was interesting. With words? <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, with that words. Don't, that don't fit together? or Kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. So Minus commas and periods and... <laughs> <laughs> and dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've always noticed that people with Mercury and Pisces kind of speak like that in f- little phrases with connected by little dots. That's right. Yeah, it's interesting. So anyway, okay. So today on the show, we have on Ms. Eva Acton-Stokes. She's going to be talking about some various things. Basically, the main thing she's going to be talking about is her near-death experiences. Right. Right. And this is a friend of yours. and um, I've never met her. You've never met, well, neither have I. Just talked to her on the phone, but yeah, I found she's, her interesting. She's, she's a nice gal. Yeah, for sure. So we're having her on today. And she's also a musician and, and a songwriter. And she does all sorts of stuff musically, which is fabulous. And, right. you know, she's a Taurus, so that makes total sense that she would do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, we're going to have her and we're going to also have on for the uh, uh, the celebrity of the week. We're going to talk about Mike Bloomberg. That was according to your recommendation at about, about well, the 11th hour last night when I had already figured out what I was going to do. And I thought, well, OK. I mean, and you thought it was better to have somebody alive than dead. Well, you know, he is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. They didn't kill him on that no, show, but I no, think they, some of them wanted to. Yeah, it was, I had a feeling it was going to be really nasty, you know. And I, like I said, I watched a little bit of it when they were focusing <coughs> in on him. Mm-hmm. And, well, it wasn't pretty, you know. He looked like a deer in headlights. So Interesting. Yes, this, is inter- this stuff's so interesting anyway. I try not to focus on it that much. I'm better than I used to be. I don't even do it on Facebook anymore. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's a waste of time. So anyway, so we're going to have all that in our usual stuff. And um, so we're going to be talking to her in just a little bit. And so um, we're going to take a break right now and take a break so we can talk about the Astro Celebrity of the Week right after the break. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Thank you. 
Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. By the way, I was with Cold last week, so we had to run a repeat of another show uh, I never would have never been able to make it. I, was I don't ha- even know who he is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Cold, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was tough. It came and went in four days, but it hit me hard. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I just made my, my mind to stay home and hack my way through the day on Saturday rather than be here. So it would have been a lot easier. So anyway. Got it. Yes. Okay, and now it's time for the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay, today we have Michael Bloomberg, and he was a good one to report on. I don't know why I didn't think of him, but I thought, well, why beat a dead horse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, but it's not so much, you know, he's he's fairly intelligent guy. Okay, so let's take a look at his birth information here. He was born on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 1942. At 3.40 p.m. Eastern War Time in Brighton, Massachusetts. Okay, so he's, okay, you came up with a whole bunch of stuff when you looked at it. So what, I noticed that he has Venus and Mercury retrograde, and you commented that he has Venus stationary retrograde, right? Right. Okay, and then he has uh, Saturn retrograde. Stationary direct. Direct, yes. Okay, so and Venus is actually the ruling planet for his chart, the Slevin way. Oh yes, right, right, exactly. Which right. makes a lot of sense considering he's a huge billionaire. Yeah, huge. But yeah. it is retrograde, so it's all about within him. Yes, not like about for how what else. he's going to do with it for himself. Plus Saturn sitting in that tenth house, which would make him a very good business person. Very big. Yeah, really big. And not. Just Saturn, but Mars and Uranus too. So yeah. he's had incredible lucky breaks. Yeah, the, the yes. drive is there to be yeah. successful. Yeah. So and the trines with Venus to Jupiter, mm-hmm. m- he makes money just by blinking. <laughs> oh, I wish we could do all that. And there's also a trine going on there with Neptune too. Right, exactly. I can see that. But yeah. Saturn in the sky right now is opposite of his ascendant. Right. Oh, you're right. Which is just doing a number for him, besides the fact that Uranus is playing big time with him. Yeah. Being squared to his Pluto. Yeah. And then Mars, uh, Uranus trine is squaring that Pluto. Right. As well as squaring his Venus. So he's spending lots of money. Yes, he is. Huge money for what? So I was just about to say, so what does all that mean, Doug? (laughs) It's like he's dumping money faster than fast right now. Yeah, he's... Um, it's about $53 billion was his net worth, something like that. Well, it's going to be a less, less uh, than that. Yeah. Now. I mean, you know, a billion is a heck of a lot of money. But Give him six months and we'll see where he is. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> he said he was going to spend enough money to beat Trump. Good luck. So, I wonder yeah. about that. Yeah. But 
I mean, I'm not predicting either way, but um, I think there's sometimes there's the handwriting on the wall, too, to pay attention well, to. Well, we do have Saturn and Pluto both yeah. trying to his Neptune, so yeah. could be an interesting push. Yeah, Who knows? It could be. You know, And the thing of it is, is that Neptune's in the third house, okay? And Neptune in the third can sometimes mean we're not sure if he's telling the full truth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, let's not talk about that. Well, Ruin a good story. <laughs> that's right. You know what was that line again of yours? Why, Why tell, tell the truth, truth and, and ruin, ruin a good, good story. story? Right, exactly. So, I mean, that is sort of his Neptune in the third. I mean, it's the ability to sort of fabricate the truth mm-hmm. when there isn't one, or there is a different one. Make so, it up as you go. That's correct. So. Uh, the that's the interesting thing about his chart because um, he does sound like a Neptune third house mm-hmm. when he speaks. He kind of slowly slurs over his stuff, you know. There's a like all the words join type of thing. So interesting, interesting guy. So you know, um, it's funny because when I looked him up and I looked up up on on Astro Data Bank and it has a specific page you can look for. To see if they have any stationary planets. It didn't say he had any stationary planets. And I thought, well, okay, that's all I'll look for. But then you went and looked them up and found out the two of them were, because Saturn and Venus were, were both. Well, Saturn was a little stretched, but it was still very close. Very close. So he right. slides into that one, but Venus was just one day. So we one know that's day. spot on. Yeah, that's like home base. And the fact that, that Venus would be the ruler of his chart. Yes. That makes so much sense that his whole focus is all about the money. Yeah. I mean, you have three planets in Taurus, which Venus rules, and Venus retrograde. I mean, that's a focal point. In a lot chart. of fixed planets here. A lot of a lot of fixed. There's eight planets. Even fixed. though he's got those trines, those fixed planets yeah. really make him toe the line. They were talking about on the air. Well, it looks like he got majorly confronted by Elizabeth Warren, evidently. I didn't see it, but I sort of heard about it, and um, a lot of people said... You never want to confront this man about anything, and she just nailed him to the wall. Oh, she yeah. she did a Trump on him. <laughs> she not a, I meant Trump like the ace of spades. Right. I yeah. Isn't that too bad? You got a, a last name that's a verb. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of a problem. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sort of is his action or is is his last name? One of the two. Anyway, so, I mean, 8th house son, that's interesting. You know, he was married for a long time, but he hasn't been married for a long time, you know. And well, his chart kind of screams that, you know. I remember when Stephen Forrest looked at my chart, you know, it's a similar thing as his. And he says, well, you know, the gods kind of want you to, you know, kind of get married. <laughs> and I said, nah. One of the gals that he dated... I read for when I was in New York. No kidding. And I picked up gossip. That, I picked up that she was dating Bloomberg. It just came into my head, and I said, "Are you dating Michael Bloomberg?" Yeah. And it just stopped her in her tracks. Oh, whoa! So it came out so clear. I could just see it so clear. Wow, wow. That's that must have freaked her out. I did. Yeah, that's. But funny. I did learn quite a bit from her. I bet you did. Yeah. So. So you know. He, he seems very nurturing when he's talking to people with a cancer ascendant. You know, that's good. You know, and he seems like what down home. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, 
you know, you're kind of looking at all this. You would think he would know that the farmers are the ones that feed the nation. Yeah, that's true. And he criticized them immensely. Yeah, well, he's in a different, he's in a different tax bracket, and he's also in a higher, or not a higher, he's in a different consciousness bracket about that kind of stuff. Because he made from his wealth. Made a comment that farmers don't have much gray matter. How difficult is it to dig a hole? An Aquarius never says that kind of thing about people. Well, it makes you wonder why he was so opinionated on such a thing. I have no idea. But then that Mars is a direct square to that Mercury. Yeah. Ooh, you're right. Ick, 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 ick. That's a little intimidating. And to his moon, so he doesn't have any emotion going there. He couldn't just jump in and say crap and then apologize later. Yeah, right. Okay, we got to take a break, and when we get back here, we're going to bring on Eva Acton-Stokes. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is a live read for Angela Propst, aromatherapist. At this point, you've probably heard enough of essential oils. Are you getting confused? Are you overwhelmed? You're not sure where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Propst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And if you want information or you want to talk to Angela, you can give her a call today at 253-278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com Angela. And now this is a live read for Miss Wanda Buckner. She is a pet and people psychic and Reiki master healer, and she's a frequent guest on our show. She draws on her extensive training and expertise with energy healing to heal you, Sui Holy Fire Reiki 1 and 2. This is class is going to be offered in March, and the March 14th and 15th in Olympia, Washington. Wanda uses an experiential, interactive approach so that her students gain the skills and confidence needed to immediately begin using Reiki to heal themselves and others. The $300 tuition includes a 192-page text, Reiki, the Healing Touch First and Second Degree Manual by William Rand, and Wanda's book, Choosing Energy Therapy, a Practical Guide to Healing Options for People and Their Animals. You can find out more information on her website about this class at www. WandaBuckner.com or call or text her at 360-491-3187. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, February 23rd, it's Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald on Animal World, educating, entertaining, and uplifting the human animal. He's here the last Sunday of every month now with great guests, a variety of topics, in-depth interviews, and this week he begins with prolific author and storyteller Matt Shea. On Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk, 1150. Talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and with me is Mr. Doug Johnston. And it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. I always say that. It's a pleasure to be here. You're very good at that. Anyway, so right now we are going to welcome our guest today. She is from California, I believe. She lives up on the mountain. 
on the mountain. Which mountain? Uh, we'll ask her. Going east. <laughs> going east on 90. Oh, see, there she is. Hi, That's Eva. where she's at. She's on that cold mountain. She's on that cold mountain. Hi, Eva. How are you? Hi. I'm fine. Yes, it's freezing. And in fact, um, there's some weird weather thing going on. I had to leave the house in order to get a phone signal, which is oh hasn't happened in a while. So, yes, I'm happy to be here. You are on the mountain, literally. No yeah, kidding. I'm, to do I'm that. in the past, actually, in the mountain path. Okay, so where exactly are you? On the planet, um, Snoqualmie Pass. Oh, you are. You're up up there. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were in California. Why did no, I think that? No, no. I moved here from California. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Do you ever come down this way? All yes. the time. Yes, quite often. Actually. We'll have to meet you when you come down here next time. I'd love that. That'd be in awesome. Fact, we've been rehearsing at um, in Dash Point lately because my house is kind of inaccessible. Oh, okay, that's great. All right, mm -hmm. that's interesting. And that's for your band, right? Yes. Now, the name of your band is? The Syzygy. Syzygy, okay, I love that word. I, I do, too. I, it's, it's, it's such a word that you can literally not describe it until you define it. Uh-huh, you know? yes. Yeah, it really it just has a real, it has energy to it, obviously. So. Yes, and yeah. ever since I discovered that word, I wanted to call my band that, and now I... Have yeah. the opportunity. That's just <laughs> fabulous. That's fabulous. We have to hear your band sometime too. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I was talking to Doug this morning, and I said, you know, what are we going to be talking to Eva about? And he said, about your near-death experiences. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, because I think he found them very fascinating. Obviously, but I, uh, I would like to know about them too. Actually, so you can describe them all you want. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, the first the first one was when I was 22. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I think I had one before that, around the age of five. I nearly drowned when I was five, and I also had um, a major heart surgery when I was five. Okay. Um, so, um, and after that, I I realized I had abilities, um, my clairvoyant abilities. Um, oh, right. Started having visions and things. Right. Um, and then, you know, that, that put me on a long spiritual quest mm -hmm. sort of to understand what was happening with me. And, right. you know, I didn't have anyone around who could explain that sort of thing. And um, I ended up going to India um, when I was 22 and, and then to Thailand. And while I was in Thailand, um, uh, I had sort of a, I don't know if it was kind of a breakdown, but I just found myself getting very angry that I had studied and practiced all these religions and meditated and I still didn't understand right what was going on like where are we and why are we here and all that sort of thing and so right. I decided that I just didn't want to live anymore I was exhausted mm. and so I went into my room and laid down on the bed and you know I wasn't like suicidal I just thought okay I'm gonna try to get out of here I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, well, this is, well I'm just gonna check out now I'll see you later <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. gonna leave and <laughs> and um so I was lying there trying to leave, and I didn't, you know, and so I started paying attention to my consciousness, to where my awareness was, Yeah. Um, and sort of playing with that, which I found out later is, is actually a, um, a known meditation technique. Oh. <laughs> um, you're kind of doing things backwards, right? Kind of doing things naturally, well, and then you find things, out yes. there's, there's a name to it, right? Yeah, I, yes, I was doing all of this spontaneously. I didn't know what I was doing, but, you know, then there's 
course, the idea that maybe I've done this sort of work in another lifetime, right. you know. And um, anyway, so I was lying there, and suddenly um, I had sort of a rebirth experience. There was a sensation of emerging into another space, and then there was this bright light, and then it was as if the room, my eyes were open. Mm-hmm. Um, it was as if the room sort of rolled away. I could see, still see where I was, but mm-hmm. I was also in another reality. Okay. And I saw, um, I want to say seven, it might have been nine, seven very tall beings were standing in front of me um, that were made of like golden light. And um, the feeling I had was sort of being patted on the shoulder like, okay, you, you want to know, okay, we'll show you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Are you sure you want to know? <laughs> okay, if you're that desperate, <laughs> yeah, right. we'll give you a little clue. <laughs> yeah, we're here, but, you know, just be careful what you wish for type of thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, I, you know, I wasn't scared at all. I was, I was amazed, you know. And the minute I realized what was happening, I, I was able to get some paper and a pen and I sort of did this automatic writing thing where trying to write down everything they said because it was very very complex and a lot of it was way over my head some of it i didn't understand for years um you know when they they were talking about um being and how being manifests their consciousness manifests in different forms in in every corner of the universe and in every every object and um that in some dimensions it's necessary to take on a personality and a body, but in others we don't need personalities or bodies. Okay. Um, and they called that character dimensionalization, which didn't make any sense to me for the longest That's time. That's a big um, word. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was pretty intense. They took me, um, I can't really explain it, so I'm, I'll just say that it was sort of like an out-of-body experience, which it was. Okay. Um they took me out into the into the galaxy. I don't know, out into sort of space, or it could have been inner space. And I saw the I saw the interconnectedness of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed me that in in our world, the female is sacred because it's um, how life comes into the world here. Mm-hmm. The female, and also the importance of seed, that um, all things that are you know beneficial to the earth are born from seed. Okay. And that was, they made a big deal about that seed mm-hmm. and, and the importance of the female and respecting the sacredness of the female, which, you know, as we know, has not been going on for quite some time. Yeah, we've been missing that quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then um, I saw some glimpses of the future and we talked about, you know, my choices. And, um, and then uh, I saw that depending on our collective consciousness or the decisions that we make, that we are literally creating our own future and um, that we have options to create um, a sort of paradise here yes. or, or not. Mm-hmm. And it's entirely up to us. Yes. And, and that's why those of us who are that way inclined need to get together and deliberately create what the kind of world we'd like to be in. Absolutely. Um, so when I came out of it, when they left, um, and I was suddenly, you know, back in my room, um, I was sobbing and I came out of the bedroom and my friend who was traveling with me was sitting in a chair in the hallway (laughs) waiting for me. And he said, he said, uh, what's going on? Apparently he, he'd been waiting there for seven hours. He'd been, I'd locked the door and he had been waiting outside the door 
for seven hours wow. for me to come out. I had no idea that much time had passed. Wow. Because to me, it was like five minutes, maybe. Yeah, but, when you're doing something like that, as you know, it's yep. you. Uh, time, there is no time or space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that happened. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, years went by. Um, I got married and had a child. And um, when I was 28, I guess my son was about six months old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, the whole time I was pregnant with my son, I was having a lot of out-of-body experiences, um, and it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, I met, uh, well, on a couple of occasions, I, you know, usually people couldn't see me when I was out, you know, running around, but um, right. on one occasion, I found a group of people standing under a tree, and they could see me, oh. so I, I asked them if they were out of their bodies, too, and they said, some of us are, and some of us have passed away. Um, and we communicate with our loved ones through people like you who have the ability to do this. (laughs) Well, people like me. That works. Wait a minute. You're telling me something. So I was asked to pass messages um, for a couple of people who passed away, you know, just call Mm -hmm. call my mother and tell her this, please, and so I just did it, and people were amazingly grateful. Um, They didn't think I was crazy like I thought they would. Oh, Um, um, but then when I was 28, I looked in the mirror one day, and I just knew that I was leaving in mm-hmm. two weeks. And it was very specific, and I had it was, and it was sort of like I knew, but I didn't know. I knew it was going to happen, and at the same time, I didn't. But you know, some part of us, when we're in in the body, is is not. It's hard to be fully aware in this mm-hmm. state. Yeah. I think. Right. And that's why we're always looking for answers in, in things like astrology and, oh, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we went to the airport to pick up my friend uh, two weeks later. And I we're just heading dropped, out. I, what? <laughs> I said we're heading out. Yeah. yeah well, uh, we were picking up a friend of mine and it happened. And I, I knew the minute it was going to. And I was like, oh, this is it. And then I just dropped to the ground dead. And my husband <laughs> who was with me, um, picked me up and took me inside and put me down on a bench. And I remember him calling my name, and I went somewhere else. And he, weirdly, because he wasn't necessarily very spiritual, he started to pray over me. And I saw his spirit coming after me, like calling me back. I saw what he really looks like, and was I was like, wow, you're gorgeous. The souls are just beautiful. That helps. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so he was calling me back, and, um, you know, you've got this baby to take care of. And and so I, I actually had the experience of switching places, so I'm I'm fairly certain I'm a walk-in. Oh, wow. Yes, that would make sense. That yeah. would make sense. And, um, and I still, you know, and from then on, I mean, I've always had a gift for music, and that's always been my voice. And I've always felt that that's more of a spiritual calling to me than um, than a, an occupation. Did it's not you something a- that, excuse me? Did you actually start doing your music around about that time, or no? Um, or was it always I, there? It was always there. Okay. I just I wasn't able to fully embrace. Um, I guess in a way the responsibility for the the power it has. Okay. All right, that makes total sense. Okay, does that we, make sense? Yes, it does. And we okay. got, we need to take a break, and we're going to come back with this fabulous story. It's really, it's 
it, to many people would sound pretty crazy, but to me it sounds normal. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, you know, it's, uh, it's really quite a miraculous story. So anyway, we are going to be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is a live read for Mr. Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt is writing books that center around the common person in everyday life, people like you and me. His writings emphasize that each and every one of us was blessed with a unique, one-of-a-kind winning hand that will eventually be called upon to serve the world we live in. Matt will write stories and conduct radio interviews for the rest of his life as a way to encourage and inspire others. And another great book of his is the trilogy, Judge Alvin Wong slash Lauratown slash Mouse That Roared, that has been receiving a lot of attention lately and can be found on Amazon and his website. So feel free to look up Matt's website where all his books are available. Matt would love to hear from you and promise to answer, promises to answer any or all that contact him. You can also write to him at his personal email address at workinmatt7, that's W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at AOL.com. Or you can call him at 206 915 and you can also contact him at his website, www.mattsheabooks.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Don Schmidt and Tom Carey, Roswell investigators, with the fruits of their latest UFO research. On Saturday, Keith Leon S. makes an encore presentation from November of 2019. It bears repeating. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and with me is Doug Johnston, my co-host, and our guest, Miss Eva Acton-Stokes. She's on the air right now. We were just talking about her, her uh, what was that, a near-death experience where you just sort of passed out in the airport and boom, that was it, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that that would have been something else. <laughs> Eva, it was very strange because when I woke up about, when I came back, actually, when I came back about, I don't know, 15 minutes later, Yeah. Um, I had no idea who I was. I oh. had no idea where I was. Wow. And it took me about three days to get my memory back. I didn't know where, I didn't, you know, I was taken home because okay. I was, I was fine. I told everyone, look, I don't need to go to the hospital. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't remember anything. And I didn't want my husband to know that I didn't know who he was. Right. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> and what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we had picked up my friend at the airport and she was very nervous. She was like, well, look, you know, if you're not Eva, um, you know, are we still friends? <laughs> and, and I, you know, we got in the car to go to the grocery store and I couldn't remember where the grocery store was. It was very oh, strange. Man. That is crazy. Were you going to ask her something, Doug? Well, did you find that with each time that you've gone to the other side, that when you came back, that it was that much easier to pick up on all kinds of things around people? Um, yes, I'm, I'm hypersensitive to other people and I've learned not to, not to say the things I see out loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Because I, 
each but time just, with me. You know, it's, it's, it's given me a, you know, I feel like I'm very, you know, I'm very compassionate. I can often see what people need to hear, and yeah. I'll tell them that. Okay, right. Do you happen to know your, I know that you're May 5th, so you're Taurus. So uh-huh. do you happen to know what your chart is, like your sun, moon, and rising at all? Um, I believe I was told my moon is Scorpio. Ah. Uh-huh. And my rising is either Libra or Sagittarius. Okay, interesting. All right, I figured there was some nice deep water in there somewhere, and what, there what it is. What time of day were you born? I was born at 5.58 p.m. Okay, just right around um, the sun setting, you know, about the fifth or, or seventh or eight or sixth houses. It's gonna be so there. it's going to be, I think it's going to be Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Where were you born? In Denver. Denver. Okay. Do you need the year? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't mind. <laughs> Some people don't um, like to do that. So. Oh, age doesn't mean anything to me. Time doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, 1966. 1966. Oh, you're a baby. Oh, you are a baby. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but she's very, very good looking. I've seen. Pictures. I know. I've seen pictures oh, of her oh, too. So she's sweet. gorgeous. You're right. Beautiful woman. Beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, that's uh, partly being a Taurus that helps. Yeah, uh, that, that actually emphasizes or exaggerates the female nature, which is nice. So it mm-hmm. gives you the voice. It gives you a uh, yes, the voice definitely. Yeah, because Taurus, uh, there's a, an accompanying body part to each sign, and Taurus is the throat. So there uh, you go. So it's the that's voice. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting. Okay, and of course, singer, and of course, being a musician, that's all part of Taurus too. Anything that's uh, artistic. Now, your your <clears throat> new thing that you're, this new band is something that you're just coming into right now, right? Yes, I've been, um, I wrote a lot of new music in the last couple of years, or channeled it, actually, <laughs> uh, would be more accurate. And um, I decided it's, that I, it's time for me to go out and play again. So I've been looking for musicians to play with and auditioning people. And finally, I met Rick whom you know, Um, and he's playing, he's my bass player, and through him and his connections, um, we now have a full band together for the Syzygy. We're starting a recording project this month, actually, with Jack Andino, who's a Seattle legend, legendary producer, engineer. Um, Sweet. And we've started working on that already, and um, we're very excited about it, and we will be performing um, quite often soon. Oh, that's awesome. Now, do you think that she has Neptune and Scorpio, Doug? Nineteen sixty-six. I will tell you in a second here. Yeah, because she might Neptune Moon conjunction. I'm sus- in suspect of. I um, just thought of that. She's got Neptune in Scorpio at twenty degrees. Okay. And it is retrograde, so it could be retrograde direct too. Okay. Interesting. Uranus and Pluto are both retrograde as well. Yeah. So her moon is approximately where? Can you tell? 29 degrees Scorpio. So it's right next to her moon. Okay, I figured. And ascendant is 22 degrees Libra. Okay. All right. That makes perfect sense. Oh, God, you you even have Venus rising, too, basically. So you have Venus everywhere. Music everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. I no, I also that's what I say to people is I'm I'm I don't feel like I am a, you know, musician by occupation. I feel like I am 
an expression of music yes, itself. It comes well, through you. The next time you come down to Rick's, I'll have to come over. I know. I'd love to meet you. Likewise. I would, too, but I don't know who Rick is. Well, that's a secret. We can't tell oh, you. Geez. <laughs> Always left out on the outside. No, never. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, no, that's not. That's so not we're looking at. I should have asked you for your chart before I left today. It would have been nice to get it because I like to look at people's charts when I'm talking to them or interviewing them because. I do too. It's yeah. I mean, there is nothing stationary, though. Nothing stationary. Okay. But if we look at the Slevin way, let's see that real quick. Yeah, but the thing uh, is, is she has a lot of Venus in her chart. Twenty-five degrees. Lots, lots, lots. Degrees. And it's ruler of her chart. Well, she does have Mercury. No, they're not conjunct tight, but they are both in Aries. Okay. Mercury, Venus. Um. Twenty-three degrees is her. This is called computing on the air. Yes. <laughs> her Mercury is her ruling planet. Oh, oh, well, Mercury? that makes Mercury. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Going to sing out because you're communicating it with everybody. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you're using wow. it as a communication function to and communicate where you are. Mercury sitting in the seventh. Okay. So that's interesting. That makes sense. You have to find somebody that is extremely intelligent. Who has a brain. Yes, yeah. I have a brain. Yes, that's right. So anyway, that's cool. So it's amazing how people's lives parallel their charts. It really is. If it doesn't, then there's a problem somewhere. Mm -hmm. But, you know, hers is really paralleling her chart, you know. And, um, yeah, I, you know. I well, was, why, why would that happen? Is it when someone's not, you know, living their purpose or has been it, led astray in some fashion? You know, it's interesting because I actually had one client that was exactly like this. Um, he told me that both of his parents were Scorpios, and there's no way in his chart I could find it anywhere. I could huh. not find that, that connection. So I'm wondering about, you know, the actual connection to the parents. Maybe they were, maybe he was adopted. I don't know. But it, it, it was just something that just didn't flat out materialize in his chart at all. You know, huh. and so it depends. I think if you have a um, family that that isn't isn't dealing correctly with a child and not really for you know having them see where they need to go, which is perfect for them, then you know they'll likely get off on a track that isn't necessarily the way they're supposed to go. Uh -huh. So that can be one of the reasons that you know somebody may not follow their chart. You know, because uh, other things are pulling at them. It may be socioeconomic. It could be parental. It could be mm -hmm. anything, you know, that, that's on the exterior of us that would take us into a different direction. So, yeah. yeah and so, um, but if you have the right guidance, you have the right parents, you know, because I kind of relate to that because both my parents were very artistic. Mm -hmm. And um, I went on and got a music degree. And, you know, I was telling you that on the phone. Oh, that's right. You're a singer. Yeah, I'm a singer, and um, and I've also played piano too, but to a lesser degree. I gave mm -hmm. that up as soon as I could give it up. <clears throat> <And> so, <laughs> I was just two left fingers, I swear. <laughs> but um, you know, singing was was the thing for me, and I did it till about you know um, I don't remember what age, but probably my mid thirties, and then I found astrology, and astrology was really it for me. So it, it was. Um, 
It was interesting because there are so many astrologers out there that are musicians and that are astrologers too. So it seems to go on a parallel course because when you think about it, you know, musicians read printed, you know, they read the print, print the notes on the page. And those notes are symbolic of a sound that needs to be played, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so, but so is this astrology chart. You have symbols on the page, and they represent something in you that needs to come out. So right. they're very similar, you know, in um, in background. So mm-hmm. I know that my favorite um, astrology teacher was, his name was Noel Till, and he was a, a Wagnerian baritone bass and singing all over the world. And, but then he did astrology, too. So who knew wow. about that? You know, I found that out on, when I looked at the um, the program when we went to see him sing one time. He says, in his spare time, he's an astrologer. And I went, he's a what? What does that have anything to do with music? It has everything to do with music. It's very similar. So wow. it's interesting. Anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And why <laughs> tell the truth and ruin a good I story? I know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but both my parents were, my dad was a singer. He was a baritone, bass baritone, and my mother was a singer as well. And so, yeah, yeah both I, of my parents were singers, and my father yep. was the concert pianist. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah, and my mother sang and played guitar. She was in a rock band when I was about eight. Right, yeah. Um, and but, but she was more a visual, a fine artist. She was a painter. Okay. Yes, and that's interesting because my parents, before they did music, were, were artists. They painted, yeah. and they were pretty big artists in the Seattle area, too. And uh-huh. so, yeah, they did a lot of paintings. As a matter of fact, they left me all of them after they both passed away, about 275 paintings. Well, weren't oh, they both lovely. in Sam? Huh? Yes, they both had um, exhibitions in Seattle Art Museum wow. and Fry Art Museum, too. So, yes, they did. That's great. Yes, it was. And, you know, and they had that, that parallel course of expressing their artistic side or the right side of their brain in the art. And then it came up to the music. It was a natural crossover for them to do uh-huh. that. Sure, natural. Of course. Yeah. So that's the stuff that's the stuff I come from. And I can relate to what you're talking about. So, uh-huh. you know, um, it's kind of interesting because I don't think musicians are really ever given um, credit for being really ambitious and that kind of stuff, unless they really have a strong ambition to get up high in the musical echelon. But, you know... Well, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough business. You know, uh, music and the the business of music are two completely separate entities. Right. <laughs> That's really and, true. And, That's I, really and I true. got very, I went very high up in the, in the music business in Los Angeles. I was offered a record deal by um, a legend. Artie Mogul wanted to sign me. And right. he, he had given Bob Dylan his first deal. He signed Laura Nairo. Wow. And um, Helen Reddy and Olivia Newton-John and a bunch, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary. He was just, he was amazing. Wow. And I was supposed to be the last, his last, his last, uh, hurrah sort of thing okay well, but i didn't but i didn't want to do what they were asking me to do they right. were asking me to change my music you know okay. and they wanted to turn me into a pop star and that's that's not who i am mm-hmm. i can't um, imagine that actually but yes i can understand that yeah i mean I, you know i i had that ability you know and i did i did do some songwriting for hire for other pop artists 
but um, but I'm you know like I said I'm I'm an artist myself and it's and it, to me it's you a have, spiritual thing. So you, it have, felt, you have to keep it, an integrity with yourself with that for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I ended up walking away from that, and it was very hard. It was actually kind of devastating to be offered basically yeah. something that everybody wants supposedly. Right. Exactly. And to turn away from that because I felt it just didn't it didn't work for my soul in some <laughs> right. way. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, we need to take but, another really quick break here. Okay. So let me just do that real quick and we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom from the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your Medicare costs, only about 80%. That means we will need affordable supplemental coverage that will take care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get you that best coverage for you. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you money. Now, Susan's got some new workshops coming up here next month. She's going to let me know what they are next week, so I'll give you the dates. But I just wanted to tell you now, in case you want to maybe call her and find out when these are going to be. So you can give her a call at 253-318-9379, or you can email her at sbergstrom at AmericanSeniorBenefits.com. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is our last segment with Ms. Eva Acton-Stokes. And Eva, you've been great so far. I mean, this oh, is, thank you. It's a, oh, you're welcome. I look forward to hearing your new stuff. To be yeah, I, I'm going to listen to some of your stuff on your Facebook page because okay. I just haven't done it yet. But I'm kind of a weird thing. It's like I listen to music like the final dot at the end of the, end of the sentence. I want uh-huh. to get to know the person all over the place, and then I want to hear their music. You said that like it was more of an explanation point. I mean, I, not are a you dot. sure it was a dot? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh only a gemini would pick that out uh. yeah it's <laughs> yeah i'm a dot uh, with with emphasis on it a yeah. big dot I just wanted to make sure i yeah. understood exclamation point yes with one of those uh. yeah oh. <laughs> that's what i meant to say mm. anyway so um See, we were talking about, what were we talking about? My brain just went south. We were talking about the respect that she had to walk away from having a contract. Oh, Oh, yes. And I was about to finish with that by saying, I think I'm, I feel that what's happening now with the syzygy, this is, this is what I've been um, attempting to create for quite some time. And it's just a question of the timing and the right people. And it's appropriate that the band's called the syzygy because this really is an alignment of all the elements that need to come together. Right. Um, the right musicians, the right producer, the right studio, the right location. I yep. think the fact that I moved up here, and I didn't really know why I moved up here. It yep. was kind of terrifying. <laughs> um, but now everything is making sense. You know, this is this is. I feel like um, this is my time, and this music is appropriate for our time. Yes, and that's why it's important to get it out now. And I've and I've got the right people have come into alignment to, right. to create this this experience and. Uh- I'm very excited about it. I'm kind of curious about something here because you moon in Scorpio. You realize that you move to an area that is Scorpio. Okay. No, I didn't know that. Yes. 
And moon sits in the second house. Yes, that's, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what it seems to me like is that you're waiting for the right time and everything to merge and, and, and coalesce and click, you know, and yeah. that seems to me that coming up here with the energy of this place, both uh, Seattle and Washington State are both Scorpio. You know, basically, we formed the uh, city charter on November 13th, I think, 1889 approximately, and uh, somewhere around that time, about 30, 40 years before that, was state of Washington. So, I mean, you basically came up and you merged your energy with a local energy. And, you know, so I have a feeling that you're, the energy of your music is getting very deep. Yes, yeah. it is. I mm-hmm. feel it. Um, and we've been performing a little bit here and there, and the response we're getting from the audience is, is amazing. It, yeah. it, it, it feels really good to me. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the right place. Let's see. What's That's right. interesting about this, I, <clears throat> I read for Rick, uh-huh. and the first thing that I said when I met him, I asked him, now has your music just taken a complete turn into something different? <coughs> and he goes, it has. Mm. And I said, then you're on the right track because this is going to be big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First things that came out of me were that. Yeah. Lovely. Well, so. when, when you're working with yourself exactly the way you are, and you, you click into a place or people or something that is is you, is basically your mirror very strongly, then everything mm-hmm. just works. And a lot yeah. of bands have come from this area. Yep, they that sure made have. That's, big. Yep. that's true. And it's amazing to me that, you know, that... Jack Andino has gotten involved in this project because he is, you know, when I when I was looking into the Seattle scene and what's happened here musically, his name comes up everywhere. It's like he's the guy. And yeah. so I wrote to him and sent him a physical CD and I said, look, you know, this might seem kind of strange, but this is who I am and this is what um, the, some of the songs from the album I'd like to make. And um, would you be interested in helping me do this on, in some way? And he said yes. Wow. And now, and now we're actually friends. And his wife, Mia um, Catherine Boyle, who's also a recording artist, amazing songwriter, we've become friends as well. So wow. it's sort of like this little family coming together of very right. talented people. You know, Jack's won Grammys. Um, so this is, this is a really strong team of people we have here. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're sort of like... You, She's kind of making up a Neptune family, don't you think? Well, I don't. What's what was his name again? Jack Andino. Jack Andino. He produced Nirvana, Mudhoney, Soundgarden. He's been involved with everybody who did anything here. Um, Jack had some hand in it. Okay. He's told me that he's actually produced um, something like 500 albums, and he um, he mixes and masters for people all over the world who send him their work, and he just works out of his studio at home. Um, but he's also he also won Grammys for producing one of um, South America's biggest pop stars, whose name is difficult for me to say, so I won't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Well, um, I was going to say Selena, but that's easy to say. No, it's a I'm man. Gonna, oh, it's a man. Okay, never mind. And I do know his name, but mm-hmm. every time I go to try to, it's not at the you know forefront of you know my vocabulary. Okay. So, <laughs> but if you look up Jack Andino, you'll see it. Oh wow, that's great! You know, I had a problem. I just made a movie where I had a name that hit me the wrong way. I said it four or five different ways throughout the entire play, but they felt that it added to the character, so yeah. they left it. 
because oh, wow. I was constantly <laughs> saying the name wrong. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, the more complex, the more interesting I get it. it is. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Oh, that's cool. You know, this has been a fun time with you, Eva. It's gone by really fast. And we I got... know. Thank you so much for inviting me. To oh, you're it. welcome. We'll have you on again. It's been a lot of fun. I think as you get further into your music and, and as you're going to, you know, have a debut somewhere, we want to stay in touch with you so we can, you know, advertise where you're going to be. And so. let me know when you're coming over and I'll set it up with Rick so I can pop over. Yeah. Because okay, I'm not that, that far from Okay, that would be lovely. Okay. I don't live that far from Rick. Oh, that's okay. cool. Okay. That's I heard you were I heard you were doing a painting for Rick and Jim. Well, I've started it and then I didn't like it, but then I can see where I can do things to bring it back to life to where I could make it happen. Oh nice. Oh you guys are so artistic. <laughs> <laughs> painting, so, music. Wow. It okay. just means I have to mix mediums. Mix mediums, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Can't just stay with watercolor. No. Doesn't mm-hmm. sound so. like it. Sounds very interesting. Okay, Eva, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank and, you so much. And you have a great day, and oh. we, we will speak soon. You're delightful. Okay. Yes, you are. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. She was awesome. Sweet. That's great. And, and her 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 journey is very unusual. Well, and I and do yet feel very like not, into, in, not necessarily un, uh, unusual when it comes to a musician or artistic type, but it's still... A very interesting path. Definitely ready to pop big time. That's right. Exactly. Okay. So we've got upcoming events here. The next one is the Emerald Spiral. That's coming up next month. It's the biggest and preeminent New Age Fair in Northwest featuring spiritual metaphysical authors, crystals, and many psychic readers. There's over 90 booths. By the way, there are still booths available. I just heard from Astara last night. If you are interested, I would contact her right away because I think she's running low on them. So there's 90 booths selling crystals, books, and readings. And there's a new keynote speaker this year. His name is Colby Wilk, who who possesses the ability and fine-tuned skills to access pure source and then read whatever issues are present in your life. Colby is terrific at answering personal inquiries with information that empower us all. He will lecture, heal, and perform a workshop at the Expo. So make sure you bring your family, your friends, your kindred spirits, and explore the exciting world of alternative medicine, new age wisdom, and quantum physics. The Emerald Spiral is a free event with free healings, lectures, and free parking at Kent Commons, 525 4th Avenue North on Saturday, March 28th. The new hours are 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So contact Astara Brisky if you're interested in becoming a vendor or visit her at emeraldspiral.com and allow Emerald Spiral Expo to help you discover a new adventure on your journey of spirituality, your purpose, and magic inside of you. Now, we have two places where we have the After Dark readings on Monday. It's Pizza Casa in Lakewood. That's 12924 Pacific Highway Southwest in Lakewood. And it's $20 for the first 10 minutes and $40 for 20 minutes. And the first person who calls in and hears the Jupiter Rising show gets a free book. And get this, a pizza. You can have a pizza with us at the Pizza Casa by Matt Shea. And first at the first month, uh, excuse me, on the first month, which is two twenty nine. Okay. And then we also have the readings at uh, Burr's Restaurant every Wednesday night. Okay. So how do we get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is 206-769-4924. 
Okay. Text or call. Okay. And you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com or JupiterRisingShow at AOL.com. I do a horoscope every week on the uh, website, KKNW's website, and it's updated every Monday. So next week we have on the lady who was going to be on last week because I was sick. We couldn't do it. So on Leap Day we're going to have on Mary Beckman. And on March 7th, we'll be having on Jackie Slevin. We're awesome. We have such a good group here, and we have such wonderful guests. So I want to thank everybody who was listening today, and thank you for all being there. We really appreciate it. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.